0: Welcome to the Rhodes Church Podcast. We are so excited to connect with you. We hope that this podcast builds your faith and that you will be encouraged and inspired by this week's message. Today we're going to continue our talk that we started last week called Accept or Decline. This, My intentions last week was for this to be a one-hit wonder. Just hit it one week and move on. I don't know if you were here last week. If you weren't, uh, you missed it. You didn't miss it because of me, you missed it because of Jesus uh, showed up and I'm expecting him to show up in great ways again today as well. So if you got your sermon notes there in your worship guide, you can pull those out. If you're using the U version Bible app, the notes are available for, there, for you as well there. At the Rhodes Church, we get excited about the Bible and God's inspired word because we expect that every time we open it up that God wants to speak to us. So let's get excited this morning. If you have those, let's open them up to 2 Timothy chapter 1. Woo! Woo! 2 Timothy chapter 1. Accept or decline. Accept or decline. Are you ready this morning? Yes. All right, I'm gonna start reading it. uh, I'm gonna start reading verse 3. We'll save time by skipping one and (laughs) two. I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience as my forefathers did as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day greatly desiring to see you being mindful of your tears that I may be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you you which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice and I'm persuaded is in you also therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord nor of me of his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. But has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, to which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. Let's just pray. Father, I thank you for your goodness, and I thank you for, that you are a good, good Father. Lord, we are here for you. We're here for your presence. So, Holy Spirit, I make room for you. I invite you. Yes. Jesus, be lifted up in this place. Come, Lord. Yeah, bring life to this word. I pray that you truly walk in, in and through every row, every seat today, that they will experience your presence right now where they are. There'll be something different in the overflow room right here in the auditorium. You just walk amongst us, Lord, speaking to our hearts. I pray that fear be abolished right now in the name of Jesus. I pray that all anxiety run into your presence. God, we give you praise for healings today, for salvations today, for for deliverance today. Lord, we desire you. So I just say, come, Lord. You're the one we're here for. You're the one it's about. Oh, Jesus, more, more, more of you, more of you, more of you, Lord. We love you, we love you, we love you. We're grateful for you in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody say amen. amen. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Have you ever needed to be reminded about something? <laughs> Why are we all laughing already in the message? That wasn't even the funny part. Why, why do we need to be reminded about things? The word remind according to Webster means to put in mind cause to remember, to remind, remind. So put back in the mind again. I just like saying again. Put back in mind again. So, like it was there. How I many ever had this happen? You're like, it was there talking about up here. It was there, and I lost it. You know that name that you're trying to remember? Like, you, you run into them, and you're like, hey. <laughs> hey. And you, you know their name. I'm not talking about someone you just ran into and met. I'm talking about that person you know really well. It's it's one thing when you forget the person you shook hands with for the first time this morning. Said hi, my name's Gary, and they're like, yeah, hey, my name's Joe, nice to meet you. And then later on, you see him after church. You're like, hey, see ya, buddy. (laughs) Right? I'm not not talking about that. I'm, I'm talking about that person you went to school with for 12 years. You run into them and you're like, hey, how you doing? I mean, at times i walked away, and somebody would be with me like, "Who was that?" I'm like, "I have no idea." I have no idea, I have no idea. Sometimes we need reminders. There's a value in a reminder. Anybody ever need to be reminded about a birthday or an anniversary? Husbands look straight ahead, straight ahead. I got a reminder. You know, our technology is great. We get reminded. If if we forget things nowadays, it's our own fault. We got more apps more things to remind us i got, I got something that reminds me when to take out the trash like pops up hey take out the trash hey thank you i got even on my you know some things i thought we don't need to be reminded about i got i got this new watch for christmas and i was shocked one day when it pops up i felt it start vibrating and looked at it and you know what it said breathe <laughs> And then it just comes up random times. It's like during worship Paul ago, I felt it vibrate. I got looked down, breathe. I thought I was. I I didn't know I'd stopped. Thank you, Apple. I don't, where would I be if it wasn't for my watch? Surprised I'm still alive. So reminders can be good. Some reminders just don't make sense. But here's what Paul's doing in the scripture. He's telling Timothy, in verse 6, I want to remind you to stir up the gift of God. That word remind there is a Greek word, comes from two words. And the first word means up or repetition and intensity. The second word means to recall to the mind. So you put them together when we say this Greek word remind means to, you like you ever had somebody say, why do you just keep bringing that up, right? You just bring that up all the time. It can be either a positive or a negative. We can bring things up and it can be good for us and we can bring things up that can be negative for us. There's some things we need to stop bringing up. There's some things you need to stop bringing up to yourself. Sometimes it's not just us. Sometimes the enemy can bring something up. This bringing up, notice what I said it means there, in repetition and intensity. It's like something can keep coming up, repetition over and over and over, and the intensity remind. We can be reminded of who we've been. We can be reminded of our past. We can be reminded of failures. The enemy can bring them up over and over and over and over. Or we can be reminded of the good things that God has done in our life. He says... I remind you, I remind you. So there's three things. I want to get to this. Three things that he reminded him of that we found in these passages. Number one, in verse six, he reminds you to stir up the gift of God. We have a gift of God. Remind you you have a gift of God. I want to remind you this morning, you have a gift of God. Number two, I want to remind you that you have a calling by God. A by, by God. Number three, you have a purpose for God. These are the three things. We're going to touch on them again this week in more detail and I believe the Holy Spirit has something at the end I want you to prepare yourself for. I want you to prepare yourself to say yes to Jesus today. I want you to get a yes on the tip of your tongue ready to give it to God. that you're going to give it to him today. All right gift of God. Let's look at the first one. You have something to offer. You have a gift. You have stir up the gift of God. That word gift means a divine gratuity, spiritual endowment given graciously and generously by God. The original word and this in the Greek language was called a gift of grace. And here's what it meant. Check this out. I thought this was interesting. The ability to leave people feeling whole and not full of holes after you speak with them. This Greek word was used this way, a gift of grace. So it's the, the ability to make people feel whole and not full of holes. You know what that means to me in practical terms? Your gift that you have, you have a gift that fills a hole. You fill a hole. You fill a hole with your words. You can fill a hole with your actions. You can fill a hole with your deeds. What God has given you, it fills in the gap in somebody else's life. You're a hole filler. So that when people get around you and talk to you, you should fill holes in them. You should fill in gaps in them. You should fill in vacancies in them by using the gift that God has given you. You have a gift of God. Somebody say amen this morning. So here's the second thing about this gift of God. It's not just a talent or an ability. It's multifaceted. A gift of God is multifaceted. It's multifaceted. In other words, it's not just a talent. Here's an important thing we have to understand about the gift that you have. I think this is really important. The gift that we have is multifaceted. It's not just about I have a gift of singing. No, that's that's part of the gift of God. Or I have a gift of whatever you want to call it. I have a gift of giving. I have a gift of motivation. I have a gift of working with my hands. All those things are a part of it. But your gift is multifaceted. Why I say it's multifaceted because here's what happens. The gift that God's given you, that we only see it in part. And as we're faithful with the part that we know about, it brings exposure to the part we don't know about. There is more to your gift than you know about. There's more that you have to offer. You have something to offer the world, and it's more than you know. But the key is we have to be faithful in the part that we know before we'll get to know the things that we don't know. <laughs> Just letting it sink in. Because you know what the look on your face, it tells me you don't know. You don't know. You don't think you have that much, you don't think you have that much gift. Here's what I wrote down. If we are faithful in the parts we are aware of, we'll be made aware of the potential we didn't know was possible. Matthew chapter 25 says it this way. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Everybody wants to be ruler over many things. We struggle being faithful over a few things. If we're going to be ruler over more, if we're going to be ruler over more of the gifts that God has given you, then be faithful over the little parts that God has revealed to you. In other words, God can reveal a little part of your gift and you can think that's no big deal and not be faithful with it. Give it when you want to give it, how you want to give it, where you want to give it. Not be faithful with it. And so then wonder why you're not progressing. God's wanting to show you much more that he has for you, but it's going to require you to be faithful when no one's watching when there's no accolades, when there's no applause, when you're doing something, when you're praying, when you're seeking God, when you're doing this and no one knows what you're going through, when you're faithful in that, then God says, now I can trust you with the more. Yeah. We're wanting in our society, we're, and, and, it's, and again, it's not a, I'm not trying to be a, an old man hater, but sometimes in our, our goal in society, we just want to be famous and we don't necessarily want to do anything. You can be famous in our society today and not accomplish a thing. You can just be famous because you post videos. And again, I'm not hating on that. I'm just saying our desire has to become something. And so this is what God's growing into. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Just stay focused, stay focused. Many times our problem in life is not about the things we want but do not have, but the things we have and we have overlooked. I said that too fast for some of you. God dropped this in my heart this week. He said, sometimes, many times in our life, our problem is not what we want and do not have. Our problem is the things that we already have and we have overlooked. Faithful and small, ruler over many. Faithful when no one's watching, God brings people that are watching. You know why? Because God's always watching you. Two parts to the gift, two types of benefits to the gift that God has given you. I want to give you these two. Number one, it's internal or personal. You have a personal benefit to your gift. The gift that God has given you, it's an internal or personal benefit. Here's what that means. It benefits and adds value to you. The gift that God's given you, whether it's an intellectual gift, physical gift, financial gift, whatever, the gift of God in you, God's given it to you to benefit you, to give you uh, even maybe in your career, to provide for your family, increase, promotion, gain. We love this type of benefit. Everybody wants this one. Then my gift, man, it's going to promote. It's going to bring attention. It's going to bring increase and gain. Yes, that's the type of the benefit the gift that God has given you. He's given it to you for internal. Benefit. In other words, God's given you a gift to help you in life. And if you find it, the best place you can live in life is when you find a career using your gift. We call it your green. But here's the second part: internal benefit. Absolutely, we love that one. Number two, it's an external benefit. So this benefit, it benefits and adds value to others. One, adds value into my life. Number two, it adds values to others. Now this part, there's a cost, there's an expense, there's a sacrifice, there's a service, there's paying a price. We got quiet in this church today. We have a gift, and it's going to benefit my life. It's going to bring increase into my life. But my gift is also for an external benefit. That it comes with a price and a cost, a sacrifice. i got to preach this a little bit more because we don't have it yet. We want to use our gift so everybody can see me, feel me, give me attention, give me a promotion. This is what I'm good at. Somebody better recognize. That's great. That's a part of your gift. No doubt about it. God has no problem in promoting you. And Bringing increase into your life, but the second part to your gift is an external benefit and that external benefit is not increased to you It's decreased from you yes, that's good. Part of my gift brings things to me part of my gift takes things away from me I'm looking for somebody to connect with this morning. I, I know not everybody's going to grasp it the first thing, but I'm telling you, your gift is going to cost you something. Your gift, part of, your, part of the benefit of your gift, gift is a sacrifice. We don't want to see that part. We only want to see the increased part. We only want to see the blessed me part. But when God says, hey, I need to use your gift, you're like, hey, all right. I'm ready to use it. We're thinking about our benefit. But God says, hey, I'm ready to use your gift. It's going to be a cost, a sacrifice, and a price you're going to have to pay. Well, well, what am I? What what, what am I getting out of it? You're getting a benefit. It's an external benefit, not internal. Here's the tricky part. You ready for this? Internal benefit, external benefit, the one that we get fulfillment from is the external. (laughs) Amen. we we got to grasp this because my gift that God's given me, it does give internal benefit to me. There's no doubt about it. He's given it to me for for myself and to use and to encourage me and blah, 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 all that. But I don't get fulfillment from the internal benefit. I get fulfillment from the external. And the enemy wants to trick you and me into focusing on the internal. So we keep thinking our fulfillment is attached to the internal benefit. So we keep trying to bring increase into ourselves and serving ourselves and gain and promotion thinking that's going to bring fulfillment. But true fulfillment only comes when you use your gift to bless others. Your Bible says it's better to give than to receive. So if you feel like you're not getting enough out of life, you feel like you're not experiencing fulfillment, look for more ways to give. Look for more ways to give. Look at Romans chapter 12, verse 6, having the gifts differing according to the grace that's given to us, let us use them. We got different grace, different grace. We're a grace to do what we need to do. Every one of you have a different grace to do what God has called you to do. We got we got to use them. We got to use them. We got to use them. Hey, hey, in case you weren't paying attention, pay attention now. You are graced by God, having then gifts different according to the grace given to us. You have a different grace than I do. You know what that means? You have a different divine enablement on your life to do things that other people cannot do. They have a different grace to you. Here's, here's, uh, let me, let me help you. Let me teach you. Your grace to endure things that other people can't endure. This is why you've got to be careful on who you talk to because when you talk to some people that aren't graced to do what you're graced to do, if we're not careful, we will let them talk us out. We will let them talk us out of our assignment because they aren't graced to do it. So they say things like to you, oh my Lord, I can't imagine doing that. That's awful. That's terrible. Oh, that must be so hard for you. I don't know how you do that. The hours, the time, and come in. Oh man, there's no way. You're like, you know what? That's right. It is hard. I don't know how I do it. You know what? Nobody does appreciate me. You know, your grace to do some things. It's the grace of God on you. So be careful letting other people tell you where your boundaries should be. Don't let, come on now, come on. Sometimes we let other people put boundaries on our grace giving. See, God may call you out to give sacrificially in an area that other people won't give. And you'll be like, well, you start looking around saying, well, is anybody else giving that much? Is anybody else giving that way? I don't know. Anybody else sacrificing that kind of time? Well, I don't see anybody else doing it, so I'm not going to. Hey, you're grace to do it. They're grace to do something they may not be stepping into themselves. So you got to be careful. And whatever you're grace to do, don't be afraid to do it all the time. Oh, Jesus, how much time do I have? Here's another thing. There's a reason God made this a series. Can't throw your pulpit on the first day in the new auditorium, but I felt like checking it. (laughs) Some things it's your grace to do. Be careful that you don't try and do something else for the sake of variety and get outside of your grace. I hear this sometimes when people come to serve. They say, well, I, that's kind of my natural thing. I do that all the time. I want to try and do something else on the weekend. I understand that. I understand that. And I'm not throwing shade. I'm just saying, be careful. Because what I've seen is people have, a, I'm going to use an example. It may not be you, but I was, I've seen people have a gift for working with children. And because they do it a lot, have tried to not do it. Oh, Jesus, help me. Tried to not do it. For the kingdom. And so they try and get in another area that they're not graced to do for the sake of variety. And they get discouraged in that area because they're not graced to do it. So they end up unplugging and not serving at all. When they'll step into what they're graced to do. Well, you mean I'm going to do that seven days? If you're graced to do it, do it 24 7, 365. It's not about me setting boundaries. It's about the gift of God on my life. Just food for thought, food for thought. So we got to use our gifts. We got to use our, hey, when we use our gifts though, we got the potential of being damaged. Anybody ever have anything that you set aside and you don't use it? Like it's created for a purpose, but you don't use it. you know, like that, that, that good China. No, I got to be careful here too. I am I'm not against um, um, nostalgia stuff, right? Tread <laughs> tiptoe right through here, just tiptoe. I'm I'm not against but there's certain things, you know, like, like, like that like that toy that was created to be played with, and we put it in a box, and it's never played with because if somebody plays with it. I remember when I was a little kid, me and my brother would go to my cousin's house and he had cars, he was an older cousin and he had cars that we could play with and cars we couldn't. Cars that were in a box. They were expensive cars and he wanted to keep them. He's probably still got them. <laughs> Forty years later, they're probably still in the box. Here's my question. Here's my question, my thought. I'm not against that. And I'm not, please, take this the right way. I'm just saying, how many things that are created to be used we don't use for fear that something bad might happen So therefore that object never fulfills its purpose. So we box up the plates and we give them to our children. And they take them and they put them somewhere and then they box them up and give them to their kids and give them to their kids and and the plate never gets used. This is my steel MS-291. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. And I, I made a promise that I wasn't going to fire it up because I didn't want, you know, bar oil to leak everywhere on the new carpet and I already got some grease on my hands. And, but and I, didn't want, I, I wanted to bring a, a log up here and ri- literally cut it. <laughs> I really wanted to. But wood chips everywhere on the new carpet, didn't go over well, but this thing was created to be used. It was created to cut wood, but the problem is, the problem is when I use it, every time I use it, these little blades get dull. Therefore, I have to take this sharpener and I have to sharpen every tooth. It's tedious. It takes time. Yes. I just want a saw. That's what I want to do. Give me something and cut it. Come on, give me something. I don't even have to be wood. Just put it down there. If I think I can cut through it, I'll put, cut through it. But you have to add, I, when I first got, first got a chainsaw, I was cutting him, and all of a sudden, On the side of the wood, I saw these black marks. I thought, why Why is the wood turning black? (laughs) (laughs) All of a sudden, smoke started coming. What's what's going on? I looked. I forgot to put oil. (laughs) This was created to be used. And in order for it to be used, it's going to wear out. But that's what it's created to do. So if I didn't like sharpening them, if I didn't like taking care of it, I could say, you know what? I don't want to go through all that, so I'm just going to put it up, and I'm going to put it in the garage, and I'll never have to sharpen it again. Yeah. You know what? I will never have to, sh- have to sharpen that boy, bad boy ever again. It can just stay there in the garage, I'll never have to use this thing. Oh, what glorious day. <laughs> but it also will never be used for its purpose. I think that's what happens in our life with our gifting that we have. We're afraid that we're going to have to sharpen it. It's going to get wore out. It's going to get used so we don't use what God has given us. It's created to be used. It's supposed to be used. You're supposed to be used. You're supposed to be wore out. I said, listen, I don't want to go to heaven with a lot of energy. Chad, you know, I was talking to somebody about, about the third campus location and I'm leaving for 10 and they're like, what are, you, what are you doing? Why are you? I said, I want to go to heaven wore out. I don't want to go to heaven sitting on my couch watching my favorite program. When, when, when we use our gifts, we, make, we got to go here real quickly. First Timothy chapter four. First Timothy chapter four. Oh, Jesus. Say, hurry, Chad. Hurry, Chad. No, really. Say hurry, Chad. Thank you. Thank you. Now I got oil in my Bible. <laughs> it's anointed. Thank you, Jesus. Put some on my head. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. First Timothy chapter 4. Steel chain oil is anointed. It's from Israel. In verse 4, chapter 4, chapter 4, <laughs> you, know, you know how they sell you that oil straight from Israel? They got a 10W30. But anyway, chapter 4, verse... 12. Stay focused. Verse 14. Pens oil. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by the prophecy with the laying on of hands of the eldership. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. Oh, Jesus. Do not neglect the gift that is in you. Do not neglect what God has given you. Notice what he says. Verse 15, meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them. What are we meditating on? We're meditating on the gift that God has given us, and what are we giving ourselves entirely to? We're giving ourselves entirely to what God has created us to do. Give yourself entirely. If the Bible tells you to give yourself entirely, is there an opportunity or an option to not give yourself entirely? We could give ourselves partially. We we could give ourselves occasionally. Occasionally. There's a difference in giving myself entirely to the c- purpose of God, to the gift of God, or there's a difference in me giving it to it when it's convenient. I want to give myself to God once a month. I want to give my gift to God when it's convenient to me and I have nothing else going on. So give yourself entirely to that. Look what happens. Take heed or sorry, give yourself entirely that your progress, everybody say progress. Two things that your progress needs. I got to stop here in a second. So, yeah, we got to go to here. Two things that your progress needs. If you want to make progress in life, number one, you got to not neglect your gift. Number two, you got to give yourself entirely to it. The word pr- make progress means to move forward, to advance or grow. Here's something I know. I don't know a lot of things, but here's something I do know. If you're not making progress in your relationship with God, check your gift. Because if you're neglecting your gift and you're not giving yourself entirely to it, your progress will not keep going forward. Here's what what we do. If we get in a tough time in our life, we pull back and we start focusing more on ourselves. And we think that's going to help us. You know what? I'm going to pull back. This season is going through a tough time. I need to focus on me. I understand that in certain situations, so I'm not, again, throwing shade. I'm just saying, be careful that we don't move too long. We start neglecting our gift, and we're not giving ourselves entirely for it, and we wonder why we're not making progress. You were created to give. You were created to help others, and your progress depends on it. If you're not giving yourself entirely to what God created you to do, you are limiting your progress. I didn't say that. Paul said it. Your progress, if you're neglecting the gift of God in your life, your progress is going to be limited. Nobody's hating on you. Someone's trying to encourage you to sell you, hey, let's move forward and make progress. So don't neglect the gift that is in you. We're not not using our gifts to do something. We're, We're using our gifts to become something. Come on, we're not using our gifts to do something. We're using our gifts to become something. Yes. Being a pastor is not who I am. It's something I do. It's not, who, it's not who I am. What you do is not who you are. Doesn't matter what your title is. What you do is not who you are. I said this to someone. We were having lunch this week, and this came, and it was, I knew it was the Holy Spirit. He said... In your becoming who you are, you will do things. But be careful that you don't try and do things in order to become. you catch that? It was too good. I knew it wasn't for me. I'm not that smart. But well, while you're becoming who you are, you're going to do a lot of things. But just be careful that you don't try and do things in order to become. We're trying to become someone, not do some things. We have a calling by God. We have a calling of God. Romans chapter eleven, verse twenty nine says this: "For the gifts of calling, gifts and calling of God are irrevocable." All right, we just we got to go. I got to go unplug right now. Thank you, Jesus. We'll get back to this later. Here is what I felt like the Lord wanted me to do today. I came to sharpen some gifts. I felt like. I felt like God had a word for the Rhodes Church. There's some tools, some gifts they are not being used because you're not giving yourself entirely to them. And I'm in prayer the other day, just in my quiet time, my prayer time with God, and this song, it was on instru- I was just playing uh, like just prayer instrumental music and this song came up and I heard God speak into my heart and I felt like this was where the anointing was for today. And this song just says, it came up, I give myself away, I give myself away, I give myself away, you that you can use me. And I just began to pray that. I said, God, I give myself away. Notice what's said in the scripture giving yourself entirely to it. So I'm here to encourage somebody that needs to give yourself away. God's not stealing anyone's gifts. He's not taking it from you. You have to give it. Will you accept or will you decline? Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to give, please visit us at theroads.church. To stay connected, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch our latest sermons.